Hey, welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina. Here we're going to talk about all things OCD. If you've been enjoying this podcast so far, and if you'd like to work together, come check out my monthly membership called Mastering OCD and join a group of other people like yourself. You can go to www.coreresults.com forward slash membership. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash membership. And see you in there. Hi, welcome to OCD Whisper Podcast. Today I have Dr. Solomon. So she is a licensed clinical psychologist who specializes in evidence-based treatment for children, adolescents, and adults suffering from OCD and anxiety. And what's actually really cool is that um, you founded the Virtual Center for Anxiety and OCD and treating patients in New York and Arizona. So welcome Mm -hmm. to OCD Whisper Podcast, Dr. Solomon. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been interesting since COVID because when I founded the virtual center, it was several years before COVID, I went completely virtual. So it's been a blessing for me because nothing's really changed as far as my day-to-day stuff. But I think for a lot of other people, it's been such a shift. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everybody having to get comfortable. Right. And, and, and now kind of saying, well, this, this may be my only option. So let, let me adjust. And mm-hmm. you know, we are adjustable creatures. So we are, we are we resilient. Gotta give ourselves a little space and realize, Hey, maybe I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm first of all, really glad that um, I have you today um, because I really wanted to actually because you're kind of somebody I, I look at as like the queen in virtual <laughs> arena, Aww. Um, Aww, thank you. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, kind of specifically something that I've noticed coming up for folks, which is, you know, dating and relationships and, and virtual and online, especially since we are in COVID times, mm-hmm. because pre-COVID, there was still, you know, you could still have your social engagements, outings, and some sort of a social life. And now, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were predominantly not, right? So when, when you're really kind of more in home, you don't have much buffers. And now you're trying to maybe date, or maybe you've had some sort of a relationship, but it's not somebody that's right near you. Kind of Mm -hmm. just get a little bit more into depth about this and what it can bring up, how it can trigger OCD, how it might look that maybe somebody isn't even aware that their OCD is coming online and what might Mm -hmm. be some compulsions they engage in. Yeah, absolutely. I think a few things that I've noticed. Number one, I think it's important to make a distinction between dating anxiety and relationship anxiety anxiety that doesn't have an OCD component. For example, you know, online dating is scary. (laughs) You see people's profiles. You don't know if they're realistic. You don't know if they look like their picture. You don't know if they're going to like you. Um, The awkward meetings, that kind of thing. And then like, are they really here to date or just hook up? Just so much dating anxiety that feeds into social anxiety, I think is there. And for people that are single now in COVID times, feeling lonely, wanting to date. And if they weren't into those apps and online dating, trying them out for the first time. So I think there's that whole component. And for people with social anxiety and 
self-esteem issues that brings on a whole a whole other yes ball of wax but and then with OCD and ROCD particularly I think it can be intensified in different ways depending on the depending on the status of the relationship whether it's that initial dating or long distance relationship or somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. And so if we kind of go a little bit more into, let's maybe start with, I think if somebody's just um, in the process of starting the dating or starting the dating process. So they're just um, interested or mm-hmm. wanting to connect, like what could they be doing that they may not even realize um, is mm-hmm. influenced? Like I'm imagining something like, let's say getting on an app and then creating a profile um, and then putting some details in the summary. And like one thing they might be doing is because in their head, they're constantly trying to make sure they're kind of finding the right fit or the right partner or presenting themselves mm-hmm. the right way, you know, they might not recognize that they're changing their, pro- maybe they're changing their summary or their profile. Um, mm-hmm. often. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that could be actually a compulsion in disguise and you might not even realize it because you think, Hey, I'm just trying to fine tune my profile, but it's like, well, Hey, mm-hmm. are you really though? So let's, so something like that is one, one thing that comes to mind. Absolutely. And I think that also feeds into, you know, people with OCD don't always just have one theme. And so I think, you know, things like rewriting, rereading, perfectionism also feeds into, I have a patient that probably takes hours to write, you know, their profile and going through pictures and just painstakingly, Mm. you know, it would be you know, it's kind of a hard thing to present yourself and put yourself in a little box of this is who I am. These are my pictures. This is what I want to put forth. But then the amount and the distress around that and, you know, changing profile often, um, constantly checking who looked at your profile, who's written you, joining multiple, multiple dating sites and just having so much information and then checking and rechecking. That's something impulsive researching, I think is one that a lot of people don't realize could be Mm. a compulsion because I've had people say to me, well, you want to be safe. You want to know what these people if they are who they say they are, but then there's, you know, a limit of going down the rabbit hole for hours looking for, you know, someone's high school picture on their volleyball team and all of that stuff. So that's one piece that I think just in that initial stage um, is, is present and then total avoidance mm-hmm. also just the wanting to be and just agonize over, do I even want to date? Do I want to put myself out there? Am I ready for a relationship? Am I not? And 
again, some of that is normal. Some of that could be social anxiety, but when it reaches the point of, you know, all consuming, persistent, just constant analysis and thoughts about it, that's when it would have more of an OCD flavor in my opinion. Yeah. And I can imagine, um, just to tease that out, one thing that comes to mind as you just said that is, yeah, like if somebody, let's say, sets, let's say something up and then, like you said, right, it could be multiple things going on. It might be a relationship OCD, it might be perfectionism, um, it might be this whole just, you know, that told just right component. But let's say that somebody does set something up, you're having some interactions and then let's say you're asked like, okay, you know, let's jump on a call or let's kind of take the next step and like suddenly instead of moving forward which is why you would enter a dating app in the first place you know you find yourself like you said suddenly like having a massive anxiety around it or a lot of fears or or starting to compulsively analyze oh my god I don't know if this is really mm-hmm. the right thing or is this really the right person I don't think I can jump on should I jump on I don't know and then and then you shut everything down and just say no 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 it's okay forget it forget the whole thing um, but then yes. you obsessively are going, well, but what if I never find a right partner? Um, what if I never find anybody, but on the outside, if you like, oh, well, wait a minute, you're having some viable responses here. Like people are actually mm-hmm. interested. They're wanting to connect. So why not take that next step and just connect? Right. And then it could be the secondary fears of like, well, what if I connect and I don't like them and then I have to somehow say no, and I'm going to feel obligated. So it's like this, this mm-hmm. or they don't like me and I get rejected, which I wouldn't consider ROCD. The other thing that I do see is just kind of like boyfriend or girlfriend shopping, just (laughs) constant writing everyone to kind of check how are they going to respond, looking at like minute details like, oh, well, that person looks like they're balding. Are they going to bald more? Would I be attracted to them later? Or they, they have a picture with another person. Do they have a lot of friends? Are, you know, just these constant questioning and going super deep into a profile without meeting the person or talking to them. Just that, you know, analysis of mm-hmm. very little information based on the profile and then just having you know, you could have hundreds of people that you're texting or (laughs) contacting back and forth and trying to decide, okay, who's the person that I should jump on a call with? And yeah, I think that's a very good point also. uh, Yeah. About that hyper-focus and and going in so deep sometimes, or Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like you're, you're, you're not even realizing that when you're sending questions, like, what's really the function of that? Are you just, because you're actually getting to know them or you're actually checking to see how, oh, they replied this way, then that's a no, or they replied this way, okay, maybe, or, mm-hmm. and I mean, again, there, there's an element where organically sometimes, sure, we do that, but it's different when it's OCD because you get really fixated, you get stuck, you obsess about it, you compulsively are are going over it and over it and over it. And instead of having a resolution or clarity and moving on, you get more stuck, mm-hmm. you get more anxious, you have more questions and everything really kind of falls apart. So you're really not moving forward. Um, in yeah, any- it becomes that cycle. The other thing I kind of distinguish with ROCD and there may be more variations, but in my mind, I try to distinguish between partner focused 
ROCD and relationship-focused ROCD. And I think that comes up in all of these, but, um, you know, for example, a relationship-focused situation in, you know, online times might be, I'm ready for a relationship in this way. Would this be sustainable for me? What if, you know could I be happy? What if there's someone that I know already that I could be happy with? And once you're in, especially with long distance relationships, that's something I've seen a lot. Um, More than anything else, actually, I've seen people that have been in long distance relationships that normally they'd be able to hop in the car and go visit or take a plane trip and they've had somewhat of a schedule. And then now because of COVID that's interrupted Mm. and maybe they've had ROCD before, but then it becomes just really triggering to, you know, have these online conversations. I've seen a lot of reflecting on like, well, I wasn't, I didn't feel super passionate today or I didn't feel really connected. Does that mean that, this is the right person. Does that mean that everything before was a sham? Was it just exciting because we had travel time together? Just lots of those questions. Yeah. So it's it's that analytical brain to want to go on and start to analyze, evaluate and that analysis mm -hmm. paralysis mode and and start to, and again, the key feature there always is you, you, the more you question, the more questions you get. And so when you're using Mm -hmm. logic and rationale and OCD, it's like, instead of getting clarity, which is what you typically would get when you think about something, you actually get further away from that. You get more confused, more doubtful, more issues. It's, it's the maybe game. It's kind of like, as soon as you think, oh, okay, you know, it's probably this, you know, I probably just, we had an off day, you know, or maybe I was tired and, you know, it's weird to have a Zoom date. And then OCD is like, well, maybe Uh it's actually that you're really unhappy and that this isn't the right person. Or maybe you're sexually attracted to other people maybe you should check um so lots of that doubt that comes up as soon as you feel like you have a little bit of clarity it's like tapping on the shoulder but wait Uh there's something else to consider yeah are you sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's actually a really great point um that you brought up in terms of this the kind of the next step is if you're not just starting but you're with somebody and especially if it's long distance how it was with this whole dynamic, um, it can shift now onto hyper-focusing and over-analyzing like the virtual connection. And, mm-hmm. and I imagine even something like, you know, oh, did I get enough texts today? Or yes. how come I haven't, how come I haven't heard from you in X amount of time? Or, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't see the smiley or some emoji or because yes. again, we have, right, we have to think about th- those are like basic things of how we try to communicate right. and emote virtually. So an OCD person might be, I think, much more sensitive and vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, to those details, right? And it also depends, you know, on age range, I think, you know, I see a lot of teens and even before online dating, you know, everyone texts and it's analyzing like, okay, 
there was this emoji, but then there was this, what do you think it means? But then carrying that over to OCD, just even more asking every friend, sending screenshots to everyone, constantly asking your partner or, you know, are you sure you're not mad at me? Is everything okay? Is this, you know, yeah, that's a great point you're making. And, you know, because you just said teenagers, now I'm curious to say what what's something you see adults do or how might that vary a little bit for that population? You know, I don't see, I usually don't see adults over 50. So I can't speak to that population, yeah. but a lot, I mean, in a, in adults, I think there, there's still emphasis on text, but I think adults tend to want to connect earlier and not have text just be the whole basis of all conversation. But I do see adults a lot with OCD or just kind of that rumination, perfectionistic, moral OCD also goes into it. Like didn't hurt that person's feelings, not responding immediately. Um, But with adults, I think it's also more in-person and more partner-focused type of obsessions, Mm -hmm. um, focusing on really minute flaws or perceived flaws, um, always having that idea of, you know, older people in their 20s, 30s, 40s are more looking for a serious relationship more often so there's a lot of is this the one could I do better how would I know ah there goes that Um, comparison and checking yep (laughs) and then another thing that I just thought of too with the online dating is I don't know if we would categorize this as moral OCD or ROCD or I think kind of a combination of both But this idea of, am I cheating? You know, I'm talking to this girl or guy and we've been texting or talking. We've had a couple of calls and someone else on another. I also talked to someone or I looked on the dating app and I saw someone else. And I was, sorry, my eyes are tearing from allergies today. Um, We froze for a sec. So yeah, I looked at someone else. Does that mean that I betrayed this person? Should I tell them? Should I confess? Mm -hmm. Um, Should I tell everyone right away? I'm talking to multiple people. Yeah, definitely. I think that's actually a sense of disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that, you know, I've seen that with ROCD, you know, just before COVID, you know, someone going to the gym and noticing that that person has kind of a nice butt. And then being like, oh no, do I have to tell my partner this? Does this mean I'm not attracted to them? Does this mean I'm not ready for a relationship? You know, a lot of that train of thought as well. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm so glad we actually dove into this a bit because yeah, there's a lot of those nuances and layers and I, and I think exactly right, especially as as we've kind of hit on those different points, just thinking through, especially now with the current time we're in 
just how much more um, vulnerable you might be. Because again, you don't have as much of the other distractions or, or being out or socializing or whatever else you might've been doing. And mm-hmm. so everything is a lot more kind of focused and in your face. And so in many ways, these things can really come up. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I love that we've kind of covered different terrains in terms of different things to pay attention to that you might be doing and not even realize you're doing mm-hmm. um, to really catch. So um, I want to say thank you so much for coming on here and for your time. Absolutely. Um, and if somebody wants to find you, where can they find you? And of course, I'll include everything in the show notes, but where can people find you? Sure. Usually my website is www.dralisonsolomon.org. And um, I have a lot of links on there as far as just resources, but you can contact me through my website and get more information about my practice, as well as I do a lot of consultation, especially now for therapists that have never done the online thing. It's been something that I really enjoy doing. So you can get information there. And then I have a little mini Instagram account. I don't usually do it a lot, but um, I tend to use my pets and do little memes with them about OCD. So that is dr.allison.ocd. So dr.allison.ocd. Perfect. That's the best way to contact me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And have a great welcome. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you want ongoing support with live weekly Q&A calls to address your questions about OCD and get topic trainings, please join my membership, Mastering OCD. Go to www.coreresults.com forward slash membership. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash membership.